Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. This is John. And this is Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is definitely the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s, 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. up my friend hey john how you doing i'm good buddy how are you doing i'm doing great i'm enjoying whatever whiskey this is i'm drinking the uh this is tennessee whiskey uh the un- uncle reason yeah yes from a black owned distillery in tennessee making some tennessee whiskey that they've i think it's maple distilled something has it's gone got into a little it. sweetness to yeah, it on the way down nice. i like it it's excellent it tastes very bourbony for that reason which i appreciate um i'm a fan i'm a fan yeah and i'm drinking a boulevardier for those of you if you're fancy fancy pants um and we're excited that you're all joining us we're talking true lies that's right second episode of this true lies breakdown welcome welcome uh if you're fans of this movie like we are then you're gonna enjoy this maybe (laughs) (laughs) i i will uh i'll try to cue us up for the second episode all right so what happened in our open is uh harry tasker aka harry rehnquist AKA Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right, the icon. Um, he broke into like a high profile party to help hack into a Middle Eastern billionaire's uh, computer because they suspected that he had some kind of ties to terrorism. Windows 3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at the party, Harry also meets Juno Skinner, the lovely Tia Carrera. She's beautiful. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, who she is uh, business partners of some sort. And with... an expert in Persian antiquities. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a big shoot 'em up. At the party, of course. That's right. Harry escapes unscathed. Um, And then they go on to find out that the Middle Eastern billionaire has some strange money dealings with Juno Skinner. So they want to investigate her as well. Right. Um, And then Juno's got like a, a cell of terrorists working out of her warehouse that are the fuck? They, they sort of figure out i guess that someone's on to them right so they're gonna investigate this harry Rehnquist, aka tasker aka whatever uh and also relevant is the fact that harry's family his wife helen and daughter dana know nothing about his secret spy life right. it's, it's worth mentioning that at home harry's wife helen is stuck in a doldrum of marital boredom yeah and daughter dana been there is found to be a budding kleptomaniac <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So he's got problems at home. He's got problems at work. uh, And that's where we'll pick up. That's right. Um, Harry gets a phone call from Helen to make sure that he's going to be home for his birthday dinner later that evening. And he assures her that he will. (laughs) So that's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) His secretary says he's in a meeting, but tries to reach him anyway. That's not a good secretary. (laughs) Um, Cell phones with extendable antenna are a thing at this time. Yeah, but he does assure them that he'll be home on time. On the way home, Gib and Harry are being tailed. So, mm. so much for making it home in time for cake. Yeah. Uh, they call for support and decide to run some type of game. 
Yeah, like he's like, well, let's pull over. Let's try to figure out who it is that's following yeah. us. Basically, we, we right? see we see Aziz in the car, and we get the cool effect when he lights the cigarette, where like the red light flashes yeah. on his face. I love that. Um, there's a strange. This bit is a little strange to me because. Harry says, "Let's not lose them because if we lose them, then we might spook them, or they'll know that they're that we're on to them." Right. But if that's the case, how? What is his plan then? Yeah, I don't to, know. Just, I, just, I guess just to get them to follow him. Like, and how would confronting them? I mean, maybe he's not going to confront them. Maybe he just wants to see what they'll do. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sure. He's so got his never, reasons, and I don't need to know. Yeah, and we're never going <laughs> to get that far. That's right. So, yeah. Um, using the glasses with the camera thing from before that he had <laughs> when he saw his daughter uh-huh. like pilfering money from uh, from Gibbs' jacket, Harry gets out of the car and watches uh, watches as two of the baddies follow him into the mall while Aziz waits in the car. That's right. Sunglasses at night. Sunglasses <laughs> at night. And I love Very it. Very inconspicuous. There's a time well. machine moment when Harry calls the bad guys Beavis and Butthead. Another uh, reference that would be lost on younger audiences. There's definitely a lot of mid '90s uh, pop culture references. Any, sm- any smoking in the mall. It's truly another time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that was cool in '94. I think so. You yeah. Think? Yeah. Public spaces. I guess so. I don't remember people smoking in the mall, but I'm sure they did. Um, Then we see Gib in the car. He calls Helen to say that Harry's going to be late getting home. Helen is disappointed. Dana is real snarky. Um, Harry enters the bathroom. Well, so hold on. Okay. (laughs) Do they know know Harry's a spy, or do they just suspect that he's a spy? Who? The bad guys. I think that they're following Rehnquist. Right. I don't, I don't but they, did they know that Rehnquist is a spy, or do they just think he might be? I think that they just want to kill him for whatever reason. Okay, because, yeah, they're going with deadly intent. Yeah, for sure. As and they we're don't about really to find know. out. I found myself also thinking, so Harry is leading a couple of guys that he figures are probably armed terrorists into a crowded shopping mall. I think that maybe it's because from that vantage point, because of the tech he's got, he can observe them, and he think that they likely won't open fire and cause a scene in a shopping mall like in a crowd anyway yeah you would think not but anyway i'm not a terrorist or an agent so who knows Um, he enters a bathroom and sets up the camera so he can watch his back um aziz's men approach the bathroom and they're packing yeah so so we know that shit's gonna go down so much for finding out who rink was it looks like we're jumping straight to just kill him that's what i was thinking like Maybe it was if you get a chance to get him alone, yeah, just, just kill him. And we don't care if he's a real interior decorator or whatever. At, at or least we won't have to worry about Juno flirting with him, I guess. Perhaps, yeah. I also love that Harry is whistling Edelweiss during this. Is that a little German it's uh, a, well, it's or the, Austrian? Yes, yeah, the song from Sound of Music. Which one? Edelweiss, Edelweiss. I'm, I'm not up on my 60s so musical. And, and Edelweiss is the little flower that the, that okay. the Nazis... The like the SS guys wore on their on their uniforms. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Um, back in the car, Gib loses track of Aziz. I guess traffic was heavy. Um, I wondered why would Aziz send his two goons in and then follow himself two minutes later to throw off whoever was still waiting in the car. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, al- and also to give. Rehnquist slash Harry a false sense of... A few minutes alone with the I others. Guess, I guess. <laughs> the two henchmen try to kill Harry in the bathroom, right. and we get a badass fight. Um, it's a great moment when he walks up behind him, gun drawn, and yeah. like, it's see, like the tension was high. Very. Um, Harry's able to shoot and kill one and defeat the other hand-to-hand. 
Um, the poor old guy trying to just take a shit in the stall. <laughs> Why does the goon, the big goon, carry a straight razor? Why not like a knife? Yeah. I don't know. Being uh, that, yeah. Would you? I, I don't know why, but straight razors are so much more menacing. They are, but. For whatever reason, because you imagine that they're sharper. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess too. But beating <laughs> the dude down with the air dryer is awesome. That the hand whole, dryer. That dude, the big guy, had sort of like uh, the way he was dressed and everything, he had like a Terminator vibe to me. Yeah, very much. The way much he was so. moving very and everything much like so. that. Um, what's weird is. So. I, I borderline mentioned it before, but I just not that terrorists necessarily are very logical, but no, if they bust in here and they kill Harry and he's a nobody, he's a, he's who he pretends to be. Right? right. Then they've accomplished nothing. But if he is the spy that they also think that he might be, then the whole spy agency would know that. They were on the right track. You're also talking about people that blow up planes full of people. Yeah, so. I'm not saying that their that their thinking is follows any train of logic. No. I just want to point out that if they kill him, either way, it's not going to do them any favors. Right. Except for that, it at least buys them some time because they're looking to blow some shit up pretty soon. Yeah, maybe so. But yeah. I would think then that the rest of the his agency, whatever agency it is, would close in on him. Sends a message. I don't know. And then we see Aziz <laughs> burst in with a machine gun, and he opens fire. Uh-huh. Um, Harry's witness is killed as Harry leaps to safety um, because he uses that dude yeah. as like a human shield. Aziz did that thing where he had two magazines taped together, which yeah. is total badass. I never noticed move. that, but yeah, it's it's pretty slick. Quick, easy reload. The bathroom is a wreck, and I just don't like it. <laughs> Are um, you a neat freak? Yes, man. Okay. <laughs> As Aziz is checking the individual stalls after he shoots them up, uh, the one, like, he pushes right before Harry jumps out. You can see what looks like tape marks or something on the it back of the weird. door. It was weird. We talked about it, and we couldn't figure out other than that it must be a gaff of some sort. It either looks like they had squibs taped to the door that exploded, or that it was like decals that they rigged to make it look like there were bullet holes in that door. Yeah, it was it was something that I don't think a viewer is supposed to be able to I'd see. I never noticed. noticed it before, ever, um, until I paused it and yeah, yeah. gave it the treatment, you know. Um, Harry <laughs> retrieves his pistol and returns fire, which sends Aziz. Like Aziz doesn't want to play this game if Harry's got a gun, so he runs out of the runs out of the room. Harry pursues, apologizes to the old man whose shit <laughs> they have interrupted. I remember the twelve year old Kevin loved that bit where he came diving out of the thing yeah, and sliding across, across the, the wet floor, grabbed yeah. the pistol, and is like instantly firing. Yeah, it was a badass move. Yeah, that old man hadn't pooped before he has. <laughs> um, Gib is booking it to assist. We see Aziz jump through a store window and onto the sidewalk. Uh huh. Um, well, how do you feel about jumping through plate glass? Did Are he you, shoot it out before he jumped through? I or feel he like just he jumped just through. jumped through the window. What would happen in real life? You'd bounce off it, right? I don't. I don't know that you might. I don't know. I've seen. I've seen people like go through like a a double door Shit, set of really? glass. Yeah, just like walking into it or something, or yeah, running into running it? into it, and, Damn. and it shattered. Did they get all cut up? Big time. It was gruesome. Gross. Where was that? It was uh, one of the summers that uh, me and my brother and some friends, like in the band that we were in, were doing that like summer church camp thing. Uh-huh. And we were shooting a video one day, not like a music video, but okay. like a comedy video with the comedy team that was there. And these two cats, we had the camera set up and they ran and they were supposed to like bang into the door like comedically. Okay. But he hit the door and his hands went straight oh. through the glass and it like like legit sliced up his wrists. Like oh, man. he was really, Was it a near really, death experience? It was a near death experience. Jesus. Like he went to the bathroom and like we had to like 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had to go rush him to the hospital? The ambulance came pretty quick and took him. Wow. Yeah. A lot of stitches, I bet. He is now a pretty, like... Successful like commercial actor and stuff. That's awesome. He's been like on a hotel.com commercial, hotels.com. That'd be like that. rough for the rest of your life if you have to explain why you have these big like right scars on your wrists. Right. Yeah. Glad he's okay. Glad yeah. you're okay, man. If you're listening, you're not listening. But glad you're okay. <laughs> why wouldn't he be? <laughs> he might be. He might be a huge fan. Whenever I make these podcasts, I always assume that James Cameron and Schwarzenegger are listening. We love both of you. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he Aziz jumps through a store window, um, and then he starts shooting at Gib, which the great gag with the lamppost. That shit is funny. He's hiding portly, you know. Like we'll sucking call, in. It's fair to call Tom Arnold portly, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So he's hiding behind a, a lamppost that's probably six inches wide at most, <laughs> yeah. and bullets are hitting up and down the lamppost. Right. And nothing's hitting Arnold. It's amazing. Uh, he, like, comes out. He, like, checks himself, <laughs> grabs his balls, makes sure everything is attacked. <laughs> yeah. Tom Arnold is a funny guy. He really is. Um, he kisses the pa- he kisses the lamppost. Yeah. And then Harry jumps out of the same broken window and chases Aziz on foot. That's right. I love that Aziz, I kind of assume watching all of this, just the way that Aziz carries himself and the weapon, and then and then he grabs a dude off a motorcycle and rides off on Hell the motorcycle. Yeah. That he's like ex-military. He's got oh, training. He seems like special forces yeah. of some sort. Yeah. All of this establishes that he's some kind of badass. He's been trained either as a soldier or as a militant. Right. He's athletic. He's good on a motorcycle. Clearly not to be trifled with. That's um, amazing, yeah. And then Harry not to be outdone, takes a policeman's horse and follows him through the park. <laughs> and you said that he credited like his Conan experience with his That's being right. Like, Arnold is like a, a skilled horseman. That's so and fuck. He said he learned how to ride on doing the Barbarian movies, Conan and Conan the Destroyer and, and Red Sonia. Sonia. And um, I guess it's one of those things, maybe like a bike where you're like, yeah, I can I can ride a horse that's running and not I've, just fall I off. I remember hearing that from all the guys that were in the people that rode horses a lot in Lord of the Rings. Okay. That they formed like like um, Viggo Mortensen ended up buying the horse yeah. that was like Great his story. horse. Great fell in love with the horse. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but all those guys now, it's like that's part of their lives. They ride horses and stuff. But anyway, um, Harry I also read a bit where this scene was in the script. They were gonna he was gonna ride that horse through like the reflecting pool in front of the Washington Monument. That would have been but dope. The, the city, the, like the U.S. Parks Department, wouldn't give them a permit to film there, so they they ran through some other park. Yeah, I can I can see why they would make that decision. That would have been amazing they, cinematically. They would have. They don't want to set that precedent though to have horses being in the reflecting pool. True. All the time. True. Um, Harry organizes Gib and Faisal to try to capture Aziz while riding the horse at full speed through the park. It was badass. How was he? He had the earpiece in or something? Yeah, he, was he, in, must, okay. he must. Um, they have Aziz cornered, so he rides the motorcycle into a hotel. And awesome. this part is just dopey. You shit. love this bit. I do. There, every bit of this is just amazing. Like from the stunt people jumping out of the way, how yeah. much coordination it took to pull this off and for it to look as awesome as it does, yeah, yeah. It, it just bowls me over every time I see Imagine it. Imagine the dude, whoever was the stunt man riding the motorcycle, had some skills, dude. Uh, amazing. He's doing wheelies and stuff in there. Um, it, this is some over-the-top <laughs> shit to the max. James Cameron has like got a... <laughs> James Cameron has a vision for staging action sequences. Yes. Like it's from a gift. The Abyss, it's a gift. stuff that he has in, in Aliens and Terminator, it's all... Imagine the scenes where, like, the, the big rig and the dirt bike and that canal in Terminator 2. Yeah. Or the, or the friggin' helicopter chasing after the... 
the liquid nitrogen tanker or whatever, you know, it's amazing to stuff. be able to, yeah, to be able to visualize that and think about how it's going to work and then to, to put it into practice is to know, amazing. And in this era, when you had to do shit practically, yeah, not effect, like not computer stuff, Cameron had to know what could realistically be done and what couldn't, you know, right. cause it's easy to write like, Oh yeah. And then he, Whatever. He hops in his spaceship and he flies off. If, but, you, yeah. if you haven't gathered, this chase is some next level craziness. <laughs> it's fucking The sheer awesome. size of the horse as it going down the hallways. I'm just like, I'm knocked out by it. And he's I like apologizing to everyone. He's sorry. Like, sorry, sorry, excuse me. I like that we passed a saxophone player not really playing. It's well, like the squawk sound. Like, I was, is that a thing? Is that a sound that a saxophone can When we make? get done, I'm going to get my alto <laughs> out and I'm going to show you that sound. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, it sounds like... Brass I don't know what it sounds like a it sounds like a <laughs> wild animal or something. Yeah, it yeah, sounds a like just a squawk. <laughs> um, Aziz gets into an elevator on the motorcycle and takes a hostage. Yes, and then Harry gets into another elevator on well, the Harry horse. Harry rode that horse through the fountain and yes. in the lobby. I read where they had four different horses oh, okay. with four different skill sets. One of them like was this is the, the jumping horse. This is the one that'll run in water. This I is, love it. This is the one Arnold can actually ride. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's pretty awesome though. They all look the same, of course. So Harry he rides his horse into a adjoining elevator. Right. And there's like this elderly couple in there. He's like, "Can you please please press the button for the top floor?" Floor. <laughs> and uh, the woman, you know, is like. Say something. She's yeah. She's uh. She's mortified. Yeah. She's like, say something. And this is like, our night at the Marriott. And he's like, it's a magnificent animal, sir. He's not wrong. <laughs> the horse, horse like thrashes its tail in the lady's face. It's great. Very <laughs> it's a, very funny stuff. There are good. It's not every movie that can be like a terrorist movie with a healthy dose of comedy and family drama. And this family. movie's got everything. And I, it, just, something for everyone. it just occurred to me that that is the reason, like the reason that we need Bill Paxton in this movie, as uh-huh. we'll find out later is to heal the relationship between Harry and Helen. Yeah. He gets them started on the road to like bonding. He's again. a major, major plot device. <laughs> he is. He is. And maybe also, one of my favorite, definitely one of your favorite of all time. Like, yeah. He's yeah. awesome. This is a fucking badass. I love the smile that Harry gives Aziz as they're riding up in the elevators. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. It's like, it what is, a badass. He's like, I got you motherfucker. I get you. Yeah. So they yeah. ride up to the roof of the Marriott hotel. Product placement. Giant product placement. (laughs) Where Aziz appears to be trapped, um, and he guns the motorcycle full speed, breaks through a glass window or safety barrier, and then then around the edge of the roof. And he just flies across the street, landing on the rooftop pool. Is, Is that a thing that could ever happen? It doesn't seem to me that he was high enough up to make it across to that building across I, the way. I there was no ramp. With the 50 foot of run up time he had to the edge of, at most 50 feet, I don't think he could get the speed you'd need to fly that far. But you still would have to have some kind of an upward trajectory to get height to then like go up and then come back down like at an angle. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just running straight off the or building. Or you need to start so much higher than where the, the level that the pool was right. across the street. But... Somehow it looked like it really happened. I wondered if they had a bike on a crane or something. Because I mean, and they swung it across or something. Yeah, because like it looked really the, fucking the, great. Yeah, the the effect looks amazing. Um, anyway, he lands unscathed in the pool across the way. 
And then Harry tries to get his horse to follow, but the horse ain't going for it and throws him over the edge. And this <laughs> bit is that. so funny. When I was watching it in the theater, I have memories of seeing this in the yeah. theater. My dad was like, no way. Is that when horse he started riding the horse and then the horse slammed on the brakes as a horse would. Wouldn't you think that Harry would know that that's not going to work? Yes. Then why yes. is he trying? I don't Just know. Just for, for our, for our benefit. Because yeah, it okay. was, was going to be a great payoff when the horse yeah. slammed on the brakes. It, and it was. Amazing. Yeah, he holds onto the reins and the horse pulls it back up and there's no way in hell that horse would have made the jump anyway. <laughs> but but um, Aziz gets away. Harry berates the horse. That poor horse. That is great. He's already it? gone above and beyond the call of duty that day. He's like, what kind of what kind of cop are you anyway? That's He's so like, look good. at me. The horse is like, <laughs> You were talking about like horses are nothing but big dogs, and it's they true. They are. They're it's kind of true. just like a big old dog. They well, seem it. about the right, the same amount of intelligence that yeah. dog has. But you can ride them though. Yeah, <laughs> it's which is awesome. sweet. You can ride a dog <laughs> <laughs> when you're three, tiny, yeah, yeah two yeah. years. So after all of this shenanigan business, Harry gets home super late. Definitely has missed his party. Helen has fallen <laughs> asleep at the table waiting for him. God love her, and she is quietly upset how late do you think it is or how late do you think he was he had it seemed like he had gone back and changed clothes and yeah gone back to the office it, and it, freshened it would, up or whatever would, i would think that if he works downtown and he yeah. lives in the burbs outside of dc that he probably i don't know like sometime after he should have right? been he should have been home at like 6 30 7 o'clock yeah like and i would guess it's probably two in the morning or something yeah, i would think i was thinking like one or two in do the you morning. think he had a big debrief yeah had after to. or i'm just gonna let I you know, know. I'll, de- I'll, I'll fill out all in the this universe tomorrow. yeah exactly he's like i'll take care of this tomorrow i gotta get home now <laughs> um yeah so helen's like quietly upset just like patting him being like it's fine yeah it's fine. Yeah. she's obviously disappointed um, the next day, Harry finds Aziz's mugshot, who we find out he's known as the Sand Spider because that's an amazing Fe- laugh. Fe- Faisal says, it, <laughs> "Why do they call him? Why they call him the Sand Spider?" Right? Why? Why? Probably because it sounds scary. Right? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. They he works it. for Crimson Jihad. Is the right. name of this terrorist group Crimson Dawn? Asian Asian Dawn. Asian Dawn. I read about them in Time magazine. <laughs> no, is it Forbes? I can't remember. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, so they run Aziz's file and find that Aziz is a fanatic psycho. Has been linked to dozens of bombings, including some planes blowing up. If my memory serves, right, right. And he's, yeah, he's formed his own terrorist group called called the Crimson Jihad. Harry tries. So yeah, then then all right. So that meeting's over, and so then we see that like he's been stewing over being late all morning. Yeah, apparently because he's like, I'm gonna run in and see if I Helen gotta patch things to, up with Helen. See if Helen wants to go to lunch. You stay here in the car for an indeterminate amount of time. Right. Gib, Gib is like, so should I just hang I, here? I'll just hang and here. He's like, yeah, yeah, you just hang. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. So, yeah, he over <laughs> as he's walking up in, like, the cubicle one away from hers, he hears her talking to Simon well, on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And her co-worker across the way implies that she's having an affair. And she seems to take glee in yeah, like she's in uh, being a I don't I don't accomplice to this. I don't appreciate the coworker being excited about this extramarital dalliance. Yeah, at all. It's a little it's weird. Not cool. Um, is that would they did they arrange a meeting right then? Yeah. So Helen starts to get worked up with excitement. She tells Simon that she can meet him, and then the coworker's like, she's going to pop out for lunch. Time. She's going to go meet him right now. Okay. So. Tell that stuff. Take Harry, more time. Harry like turns at the last second so that she doesn't see that he's there. Yeah. And then he leaves the building and he's just in like this utter fog. 
Yes. He's so good as the cuckold, right? He is. He's, I mean... Paul's getting hit by the bus as he's like walking across yes. the street. Gib pops out and like sort of and drags him away from the bus and <laughs> yells at the bus driver, fucker, fucker. <laughs> For me, this scene is where the movie takes a turn from spy movie to like patching up the marriage movie. Yeah. I feel like that's is which one's the A story and which one's the B story. I think they're, they're equal story. It's yeah. like you get two movies for the price of one. Um yeah. Up to this point, it's been action with comedy sprinkles, and now it's veering sharply into, like, comedy territory. You right. Know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, Harry tells Gibb she's having, having an affair, and his reaction <laughs> is priceless. <laughs> but, gr- gr- like, Gibb, like, grins and, like, Aww. hugs him. Wow, welcome to the club, man. He said, no one thinks it could happen to them the first time. <laughs> this spiel is amazing. What kind, of, what kind of sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer? Apparently, that was a story about Roseanne and his. Uh, divorce oh my god it's so good yeah he's essentially telling him it, like that this is a part of the gig and that it happens to everyone yeah if you're if you are dedicating as much time to the job as these guys are forced to right you're not able to dedicate enough time to a home life and gib makes a great point he says you're never there yeah it was a matter of time you yeah. didn't see this coming like essentially you and i are both Divorced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still friends with my ex-wife. Yeah, that's cool. Same. Yeah. Same. Mine is dog sitting my dog there right now. Um, <laughs> what yeah. a world. Yeah. But uh, did you ever have a nice cube tray like uh, situation in your life? I had a, a situation that devolved once upon a time, um, and I'd, I'd moved in with a girlfriend, and things you know just didn't work out, um, and I ended it, and it was. It was sort of like, yeah, I, I came back to the apartment after being gone and she had like, I was like, you know, take whatever time you need to get your stuff and blah, 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 because she was like moving out. And I was uh-huh. like, you know, you want to make it easy and came back in and like she'd cut the shower curtain <laughs> with some scissors. What do you and, mean like, cut it? Like, so you had the liner on the inside. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Shower curtain okay. liner. And then the shower curtain itself, like, which I'd been, I'd been like out to several stores, like looking for this specific shower curtain just because okay. I, I don't know why I just like the look of it. Uh-huh. Sort of like some weird square pattern thing. It wasn't like plaid or something, but it, I just, I don't know. I liked it a lot. <laughs> and she had taken it and cut it just below the rings. Like vertically or horizontally? Across? Like went across and just like cut it <laughs> did across. She, did she leave it or did she, she take it? put it in a trash can. So it was there, it was just ruined. Yeah, you couldn't, I mean, couldn't use it unless yeah, of you duct, duct tape across the top of it. <laughs> so that was, that was my ice cube trait. What did you do? Had you done something to bring this rage out of her? I broke up with her and uh, that was it. I don't think I've ever had anything that I think could that she, compare to something this she, petty. She thought that it was, that it was something like untoward, but it was just like the relationship just devolved. It just sort of crashed and things, sometimes things just don't work yeah, out it didn't work out and that was that oh that's a fucking great story yeah that's if that had been what the the thing that gib referenced in the movie she cut the shower curtain she cut the goddamn shower curtain she, same difference man. yeah or even just taking the shower curtain yeah. as small as petty exactly, enough exactly but to have destroyed it and then left it yeah knowing so that it had it. knowing that it had been some um, article of value to you i love that uh, yeah it, good for i mean not good for her but damn that is a legendary I mean, move fine. <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty funny <laughs> Um, Were you real pissed when it happened? No, no. I understood. Like, I need yeah. another curtain. Things. That's the thing is like I don't like overreact to things like that. It's just yeah. you know multiple times I've come back to apartments and like after breakups and things have just been gone. It's like you, the place <laughs> is empty. 
unfortunately. Well, so um, Gib says, right, like, let's concentrate on work. That's what I do every time my life turns to dog shit. I focus <laughs> on work, and that gets me through. Same. Yeah, you got to find, uh, that's almost how this podcast came into existence. Exactly. Both of us in places like, you know what, we need a diversion. I need something to distract me from the shit show of my life. Right. Um, so later on, back at the Tasker family dinner table, things were tense. Uh, yeah. So Harry tells Helen that he came by, came by work today. And she quickly yeah. counters with a lie. She was real quick to be dishonest. Yeah. Like, she had a lie locked and loaded. She had it, yeah, she had it ready. The look on Arnold's face is priceless. You can see those jaw muscles, like, working as he's grinding oh, his yeah, teeth. Oh, yeah, dude. That is a good gif as well. Just like that, the, like, grinding those teeth. It's oh, my God. one of the most impressive out. jaw muscles I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, back at Omega headquarters, Harry has decided that he wants to use government resources to spy on his wife. <laughs> That's right. Thank Why goodness. Tap on her phone reveals that she's planning to meet this mysterious Simon again. Mm -hmm. Harry ominously crumples the transcript. Oh. That night, um, he invites her to lunch. He invites Harry invites Helen to lunch, but she says that she can't. So Harry has Gib put a tracker and a bug in her purse. Yeah. During like a rainstorm, like jerking the dog across oh, the street. Oh my gosh, and Gib is having to like stand under the window in the pouring rain waiting for him to drop that purse out. And, and this then... is a gross misappropriation of government resources. Yeah. Like, and very illegal. Which Gib try, calls that out. Yeah, he like, tries to say, like, and he's like, yeah, and we do an illegal trace or illegal bug every, we do it 20 times a day. We do it 20 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love him like jerking that poor little dog across the street oh, by the leash. That little tiny fluff ball Ugly. rat thing. Yeah, I don't like it. So the next day, um, they're following Helen as she enters a restaurant in Chinatown. And Dude, Helen had spray that banaca in yeah. her mouth. That's like, <laughs> I, when I was in high school, I never would. I never owned Banaka or had yeah. it, but that was a thing that like was popular oh, yeah. among Big people time. for a while. Big like time. just spraying it. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, they're listening on the surveillance gear that's hidden in her purse, and then enters Simon Bill Paxton, <laughs> and then the movie. The movie like the movie was already good. The, the movie went from like A to A plus on yeah, a dime. Absolutely. He, he says he's a spy on a mission and he needs her help. That's right. And That's thus right. begins a master class in stealing scenes and completely running away with the movie. <laughs> he is amazing. Yes. Cairo was a day at the beach next to this. Like, yeah. He's <laughs> basically he's he's regaling her with the story of Cairo of. Uh, the mission that Harry and Gibb had done the night before with the right. horse and motorcycle chase. Right. Yeah, he's he's pretending as though it was him. Yeah, Harry and Gibb suspect that he's working for an adversary and trying to use her to get to them. But then right. Simon starts taking credit for the chaos from the from the other day, and they realize he's faking it. And you, you recognize my style. <laughs> he's just fucking crushing. Yeah, they're it. loving it. I I'm starting to like this guy. I love it. We still gotta kill him. I mean, that's a given. Like, <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. so good. So, so they follow him. It's revealed that he is nothing more than a used car. Salesman. Right. He had the look. Right. As he's driving this amazing Corvette, that the car, red one with the white trim. He is. Yeah, the 1959 Corvette. Okay. It's hot. It was similar to the car that um, Cash drove in Tango yeah. and Cash, except different color scheme. My neighborhood best friends that I grew up with, their dad bought like a 1960 Corvette oh, Stingray and fixed it up. Thing of it was beauty. the most, it was like yellow. Yeah. Oh, it's so But he hot. had that look of like the dashing spy until he pulls in that parking lot and puts a for sale sign in the windshield. <laughs> I like it. Oh, Gib, the guy's a goddamn used car salesman. <laughs> 
So Harry takes a test drive with Simon to find out more about who he is and what he's up to with Helen. That's right. And and this is just, it's like, this is eight minutes of pure bliss. Just for, <laughs> like, just on the drive, he tells all. There's uh, a long list of quotes to savor as Harry's looking at the car. It wants you too. It wants you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go out for the test drive. Yeah, this isn't some high-tech sports car. Tell the truth, it doesn't even handle that great. Yeah, he's oh, like, well, that's not what it's about. <laughs> he's what like, are you talking about here? Pussy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, Harry. The vet gets some wet. That look that he gives. Pussy, right? His... <laughs> With a shit-eating grin? Yes! He can carry off a shit-eating grin like no one else. Like, yeah. I, I, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's telling him, he's like, it's a, to- it's, not, it's a total image. He's like, now look at me. I'm not that much to look at. No, no, no. I can be honest. <laughs> but I got him lining up. And not just the skanks either. Well, some are. Oh my God! Yeah, he tells Harry <laughs> all that he, like, he lies about being a secret agent to appeal to bored housewives looking for a thrill. Yes, he says like this is my angle. You know, I give them a sense of adventure because they're stuck in a rut in their he, life. He's providing a service, Kevin. <laughs> but Kevin, what about the husbands? Dickless. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. <laughs> if they were taking care of business, I'd be out of business. It's, uh, yeah, so he tells uh, he tells Harry about Helen in particular. Yeah, he's like, hey, you got anyone you're working on now? And he says, yeah, I got this one when she's so hot. It's like a legal secretary. You're right. And he knows it's got to be Helen. Yes, for sure. Yeah, she's married to some boring jerk. He doesn't appreciate her. <laughs> you have to describe her. Like, your Paxson's spot on. You uh, get all the I will give it my stuff. best shot. He says, oh, she's like all these babes. You get their pilot start and they can suck start a leaf blower. <laughs> Fuck. James Cameron wrote this. Like, he sat down and wrote it. Do you think he wrote it with Paxton? I feel like if he was buddy-buddy with Paxton, he might have been able to channel Paxton's voice, like, know uh, which lines Paxton could crush. Definitely. Or he might have had Paxton going with What him. a world when you're when you're an actor who is beloved by James Cameron. Yeah. That's so great. It's good. Anyway. Uh, he's, like, he's talking about uh, how... Oh, she's, she could be so hot if she wanted to be. <laughs> He's like, oh, gosh, she's got the most incredible body. Pair of titties make you want to stand up and beg for buttermilk. Ass like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> the fuck? That's twisted as fuck. Fucking the, what? The reveling laughter. That's some weird pederasty, like, ancient <laughs> Roman bullshit, my friend. Oh, Harry just smacks the shit out of him. Well, yeah, he's like, yeah, <laughs> in his fantasy. Yeah, in his fantasy, he's like, bloodies him, knocks him out. Oh, At the end of the God. test drive, Harry fails to find out if Simon and Helen have slept together. That's right. He sort of is like, so, uh, it, well, yeah, I can't remember how it exactly goes, yeah. but he's about it's to like, turn him. here. And he fucking shows some, he shows what that vet is capable yeah, of. Yeah, like, whips it around and backs it into the spot. It's unbelievable. Um, Simon Sick. tries to sell him the Corvette, and Harry's like, Hold on to it for a day. Let me think about it. <laughs> he's, like, and, uh, he's like, hey, because it's you. <laughs> his face. Bill Paxton's face is priceless. He is a god. Maybe. I love that man. I, I want I want a framed like Rutger Hauer delivering tears in the rain on the wall with like the, the text of the speech <laughs> there. I think I also want a picture of Paxton as Simon. Simon. <laughs> Simon, not, yeah. uh, not Hudson. Yeah. Simon is a standout with the, he had oh, the wild yeah. hair, wild clothes. Like, it looked that like mustache. thrift store clothes that he was wearing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But, it looked like used car salesman clothes, I guess. He is amazing. It was a showstopper. I wonder what's going to happen next, though. 
I don't know. I think we should leave it there. We'll save the rest of I the... Wanna, uh, I want to savor that moment with Jackson. I want to, yeah, wash it down with some delicious bourbon, and we'll save the rest of uh, Simon's story arc yes. for the next episode. We'll be back. So-